Welcome back to QT with a podcast. Thank you guys so much for all of your support last week. I appreciate all the kind comments. I appreciate the support. Um, if you're listening to this right now, I need you to stop. I need you to share this with a friend. So that, that I'll pause for a minute for you to do that. So you really going to make them leave and come back? <laughs> Thank you guys for coming back. Um, there is someone here who had no business talking just yet, but it's okay. Um, so make sure you have shared this with your friend. Post it to your story too. Um, I won't pause for that one, but you can still listen and post it to your story. Um, tag me, tag your friends, tag everybody, post it. All right. Well, welcome to our well-awaited podcast about toxic male friendships. Here I have my special friend, Taylor. Say hi. Interesting that you're calling me a special friend now. Hmm. Yes, it is interesting because we, we've had a rocky past few days, but... We're good, you know? Wow. We're breaking up after this. Um, Yeah. Oh, hey, guys. It's me. The reason you're here. My name is Taylor. um, And I'm just really cool in general. So, yeah, there's really nothing else to say. How did we meet? Um, Well, one day in college, uh, before freshman year, Quenisha and I attended like a pre-college program together and she bullied me into being her friend. Um, mm-hmm. So now I'm just, I just continue to be friends with her because I have no spine. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Good. That's good. Yeah. It's been 10 long years with her. Um, and people always ask like, how do you keep the romance alive? How do you keep doing it? And I just say, you got to push through, like you always got to see the good in that person because there's good in every single person even when you can't find it, it's there. So that's how we keep our relationship alive, really, right? Really bad advice, but yeah, I guess. (laughs) There's good in everyone, right? That probably does not align with what we're talking about today at all. It was bad advice. Okay, perfect. So we are going to talk about toxic male relationships today. Um, So one day, Taylor and I were on the phone and we were, of course, sharing situations with each other um, about men in our lives. And we just came to the realization that they were what? Toxic AF. Toxic AF. Toxic AF. So we're going to start talking about toxic AF male friendships. Um, I want to start with this article I found. And Tay, you definitely have this article. So I'm just going to read like a couple points that I found interesting in this article. And I just want to get your feedback on it. Okay. And then we'll talk about the definition. Sure. Of toxic male friendships. All right, perfect. Um, so this article is from Harper's Bazaar, and I think the name is literally just like toxic male friendships. Of course, I will leave the link in the description box. So for instance, point number one, I have a tweet from someone named Erin Rogers. I don't know who she is, but they quoted her. Um, you're a Twitter person. Do you know Erin? Okay. So Erin said I'm on black Twitter, so there's a difference. There's a difference. Okay. I'm not on Twitter at all. So I don't know if Aaron was popular. So Aaron tweeted in 2016, I want the term gold digger to include dudes who look for one for a woman who will do tons of emotional labor for them. What do you think about that tweet? Um, I would agree with that. Um, and I think there's societal reasons why that is common, but we can probably get into that later. 
Of course. Um, okay, I agree with it as well. Um, because gold diggers typically associated with women, but I mean, men are always looking for something to benefit them as well, but mm-hmm. it's not negative when they're looking for it. For sure. All right. There's another point they make about like women who read self-help books, listen to podcasts, seek advice from other people to essentially better themselves. And in turn, like men just turn and rely on those women who are seeking support. So I think that really relates to our gold digger. Yes, for sure, for sure, for sure. For men, awesome. And then my favorite one was unlike, and I think that we'll really get to this one, unlike the women in our women's generation, our women's, unlike the women in our mother's generations, Gen Xers and millennials are starting to hold their partners accountable or simply leaving. Yes. Yes, we are. Simply leave and leave. Peace out. That's for my TikTok fans out there. (laughs) I'm glad you brought that up. Perfect. So after like just reading the article and thinking about these key points, what would you define a toxic male friendship as? Or what has been your experience with toxic men? Based on what I already thought before, um, Mm -hmm. I would define a toxic male friendship as one that was more parasitic, similar to the points made in the article. Mm -hmm. Um, You're getting, probably the male's getting a little bit more out of it than you are. Probably something where the male heavily relies on you um, for emotional labor. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably one where there's ulterior motives, where it's kind of rooted in a friendship, but somebody secretly wants something else, which... I don't necessarily feel like it's abnormal to like your friends necessarily, but I do think it's like weird, not weird necessarily, but I think if you're going to act on it, you have to be very thoughtful about the way that you act on it. Mm -hmm. In my experience that like has not been the case. Um, I feel like sometimes like when you're friends with people, it's easier to kind of take advantage of their trust um, and treat them in ways that you, you might not necessarily treat somebody that you're not as close with. Um, but I think that can happen within, that can happen with all friendships and stuff like that. But those are just themes that I saw in like some of my male friendships. Okay. Um, I can definitely relate to all of those. I have had all those experiences, but I think the one I closely identify with is men just using you for like emotional labor, because that's been my longest male toxic friendship. So that's the one that I just can relate to the most um and of course we we all have friends that friends and I put that in air quotes because I I mean our men I mean men and women can definitely be friends but I don't think men are never friends with women they're not attracted to um probably yeah I I would say so um one of my friends actually had a conversation like this the guy that she was talking to on hinge and she was talking about one of her best friends who is a guy and he's like, well, how'd you meet him? Like, why did you guys become friends? And she's like, what do you mean? Like, why are you being mad mm-hmm. pressed about it? And he's like, I just don't think like, I'm never going to go up into a party and be like, yo, I just want this girl to be my best mm-hmm. friend unless I think she's attractive or something like that. So clearly mm-hmm. there was some attractive there, some attraction there. Um, and I don't think he was wrong. I do still think that he was a little bit more pressed than he needed to be at that moment. <laughs> Uh-huh. but I mean I don't think that's because I feel like men are 
incentivized to be like to have a social relationship with somebody that they are attracted to. Like you're going to stay around if you probably yeah. dump you or something like that. And then we'll actually end up being friends based off that. But yeah, because eventually the girl, if she's not attracted to him, she'll curve him. But maybe sometimes it won't end up in a friendship. Maybe after hanging out, he may start to develop feelings and the girl does not reciprocate said feelings. Yep. Sad but, times for y'all. But yeah, it also made me think about like how on social media and I mean in real life, how it's always protect protect black women who you're not attracted to. I forgot exactly mm. what it is, but just like don't only protect women you're attracted to. So yeah. don't know if that ex- that itself is toxic. And guys, I forgot to mention, um, we're going to have this conversation about toxic male friendships. Um, we don't have the solution to anything. This is more so a conversation just talking about our experiences, what we did, what we thought we did wrong, what we thought we did right. Um, We don't have the right answer for you and your toxic male friendship. But continue to listen because it's totally relatable. Yeah, and if you're a male, just stop being toxic. It's simple as that. Like, duh. It is that simple. It's really not that hard. stop. (laughs) It's not. I I stopped being toxic a long time ago, and I'm telling you. That's that's definitely a lie, though. All right. Okay. Um, So, let's jump into our stories. Tay, I want you to go first. Tell everyone about your, I don't care. Tell everyone about your toxic male friendship. How did you guys meet? What was the context of your relationship? Like, tell it all, spill the tea. Let's go. Girl, I had all types of toxic male friendship, and I want to expose a lot of them right now. But I'm going to expose, like, one of them. But a lot of y'all, if y'all listening, you know who you are. Ridiculous. Um, Sorry. Um, They're not listening. (laughs) Um, let's see. So the one that I will be, uh, delving into today is a toxic friendship that I no longer have. Um, it was a friend of mine. We, we were friends, let's say we probably known each other since high school. So let's say when we were like 14, but we, I would say we were best friends for like six years, like right out of college, like in college, out of college, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, and I never really noticed that he was toxic until like towards the tail end of our relationship. Um, but my friends definitely did notice that. And they would always be like, we hate this guy. <laughs> um, but that was because, yeah, they didn't really like him. But I thought that was just because like he would say like, like he would say mean shit sometimes about them. Okay. Um, and I was like, yeah, okay, I get, I like, you guys have the right to hate him, but like, still, that's my best friend, so who cares? Um, but yeah, there were, there were definitely times where he did things that were toxic. Like, the first thing that came, comes to mind was like the first big blowout that we had where he got mad at me for joking about like going to see someone in Boston when I was actually going to see someone for a graduation party, like my friend who was a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just got really upset at me and he was like, you're pathetic, blah, blah, blah. blah. And just like very jealous of the fact that I was joking about seeing a, uh, another man. And wow. I was very confused about that. <laughs> I was very like, I remember being shocked. Um, and then we didn't talk for like three months cause we just like had this big blow. I was just really strange. Um, 
But then we started being friends again and blah, 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 blah. And all my friends would be like, obviously, he's obsessed with you. Obviously, he's like in love with you. And I'm like, no, he's not. Of course, he's not. That's <laughs> just never see it. You're just like, no, we're friends. Like, how could he be in love with me and not say nothing? <laughs> That's just crazy. Like, who does that? No people, do that. people do that, guys. No, people <laughs> literally do it. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, I I mean, we're no longer friends because we had like a big blowout a couple years ago again, which was based on the fact that he like tried to take things further in a way that was just like very aggressive. Um, mm-hmm. And then when I wanted to like kind of discuss why it was inappropriate to do that, it was very much like I, we don't need to talk about this. And I was like, unacceptable. That's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that whole friendship, I remember the first time like he tried to do something that was like weird. We had a conversation about it. He was like, wait, so do you think I like, I actually don't want to be friends with you? And I was like, no, I think you do want to be friends with me, but you also want to be more than friends. Like, hello. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was very much of like, just leave it alone. Obviously, like if people get drunk and do things all the time. And I'm like, that's true for sure, but it's not true when during the drunk encounter, you mention all of the times in the past that you considered doing that and that you've been waiting to do it for a long time. Okay, so in a way, he's been plotting on you for a couple years. Seems like he's been plotting. Um, okay. Yeah, so I mean, they're, they're just like a couple of toxic things. I think one was just like the ulterior motive things. There's also like a, a very large element of like emotional labor, and I think it was always in comparison to his girlfriend at the time, like they would fight a lot. And I think he would rely on me to be like mm-hmm. the voice of reason, but then also like not want my opinion. So I'm like, it would be like, wow, I hate this. Like I would never, I don't want to be in this relationship. I'm stressed out. I'm stressed out. And I'm like, so get out then of it. Leave. Then leave. And he's like, mind your business. <laughs> You just came and vented to me about your whole life Literally, and how you really I, miserable. <laughs> it was bizarre. It was just, I, I was like, I got to stay. Like, just please don't talk to me about. Sometimes you just got to stay out of your friends' relationships, though, too, sometimes. Because it's just like, yeah. y'all just, y'all just want to talk. So ah. maybe just talk to a therapist, though. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty much most of that. Um mm-hmm. So after, so you guys had this big blowout, obviously he tried to make an advance on you. You were like, nah, chill. You want to talk about it, but he didn't really want to talk about it. So did you guys drift apart or was it like, did you guys have a breakup? Oh, it was very much a very, very much a very messy, horrible, like evil breakup. (laughs) Very much like, like words were exchanged uh death threats were well not exchanged death threats were uh given to me (laughs) whoa some people threatened to end their life in a way that was definitely not tied to like depression or like actual mental health issues it was very much tied to like manipulation and narcissism and like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna make you feel guilty oh i hate my life (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um yeah there was there was a lot of that i mean we tried we started to be friends like or try to be friends again like maybe a couple months after that because i think it's easy to kind of like fall back into Mm -hmm. especially if you're best friends with somebody like if i fight with you i'm not gonna just be like all right well that's the end of quenisha for the rest of my life um but it just didn't work out because it was just like 
there were just two. I, I just felt like I had to walk on too many eggshells. Egg um, and then there was like an element of toxicity that he just refused to address. And I like, I can't. So we're not friends anymore. Um, but we're, uh, we're, we don't hate each other. Okay. Well, so there's good. progress. There's progress. There's definitely progress. So do you see yourself ever becoming friends with this person again? Since we went from hating each other to mm-hmm. now I don't hate him. Do you ever see yourself being friends with him? Um, I think that's hard to say at the current moment. I don't see how that would be a thing. I would say if we were going to be friends again, he would have to be very explicit about addressing what happened in the past. Mm-hmm. I don't see him doing that. And I don't see me probing him to do that. Cause like, at this point, I'm just like, it's been yeah. too long. Um, but I mean, anything's possible. And I think once you're, like I said, once you're best friends with somebody like that, they're always going to kind of like have a place, but it's just not going to be like, I don't think it can go back to the same level. Like I, we were just like codependent on each other. We were just like actually insane. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it would go back to that. Cause I just think also I'm more mature and I don't feel like I rely on other people to that extent anymore, but you never know. So, guys, let's make sure we check in with Taylor in a few months to see if she became best friends again with her ex-friend. What'd you say? Quantavius is his Oh, his name is Quantavius? Yeah. Excellent. Good. Thanks. All right. So, let me talk about my toxic friendship. It was a long, tumultuous one as well. All right. So I did not know this guy in high school. I met him when I was in college, actually. So when we met, I was a sophomore in college and he was a freshman. And when he approached me, it was more so he he was attracted to me and he liked me. Could he like me? He was attracted to me and he wanted to, you know, pursue me. I I kind of I kind of curved him pretty quickly um, and just wanted to be friends with him because I also had a boyfriend at that time. I definitely had a boyfriend. Definitely did. (laughs) But um, I still didn't, I wasn't attracted to him in that way. I just wanted to be friends with him. So, I mean, over that year, like we became very, very close, like doing everything together, studying together late at night. Like it got to the point where people thought we were in a relationship because we were just together that much all the time. Even though I had a boyfriend, that is so weird. Now I'm thinking back at (laughs) it. Mm-hmm. So he eventually got a girlfriend and, you know, once he got a girlfriend, like he would try to give me the talk, like, all right, I can't hang out with you like this anymore. I can't do this. Like, you know, she's getting upset or something like that. You know, people were talking. So he stopped hanging out with me as much in public. And instead I turned into like the private best friend. So we would only see each other at night. We would only go off campus to do stuff together. So I was I was a side best friend for a minute. And um, <laughs> I never knew that title was a thing, but it is a thing. It's a thing. You can be a side best friend. Um, so we kind of like teeter-tottered around those new dynamics for a while. Eventually I graduated and I moved to Texas after graduating from college. And we would talk on the phone still. So we would talk on the phone a lot and we would go on and off, you know, for a while because me and him would argue, we stopped talking for a little bit. We come back together, we start talking again. And when we did talk, like he, 
he he always had a lot to put on me. So it was like, I was at work and I can talk on the phone when I'm at work. Like I can hold a two hour conversation cause I'm like driving around doing stuff. I can multitask. And he would capitalize on that time. Like nobody's business, like talking in my ear. Like I remember one time I was like, Hey, I got to pee. Let me call you back. He was like, it's okay. I'll wait. And I was like, okay. <laughs> cause he wanted to vent. And I had no problem listening to him like and being there for him because that was my friend, but it got to a point where I was just like, do you ever talk to your now fiance? So she's fiance at this point. I'm like, do you ever talk to her about this? Like, because I just feel like when he talked to me, he was dropping so much on me. I was like, you didn't get this out anywhere else. You, mm-hmm. you were waiting. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Whew. So when I would talk to him, like he would kind of brush it off. Like, don't worry about him. Like if I'm talking about a guy's like, don't worry about him. He's not good enough. Nah, don't <laughs> worry about it. Sounds familiar. Okay, like, I I mean, I agree they weren't good enough, but I, I don't think he gave enough time and attention to my problems as I gave to his. Um, so when Ish hit the fan was when he called me one day and he told me, um, he was like, oh, I set a date for the wedding. And I was like, oh, cool. When is it? He gave me the date. And I said, oh, okay. And he said, but you're not invited. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? So apparently they thought that I would come to the wedding and I don't know, not be an adult. So I was not invited to the wedding for that reason. So of course I got mad. Why wouldn't I get mad? Who wouldn't get mad at that? Because at this point you've been using me as your emotional crutch. Like we've been through so much together. Like we, we were extremely close. So for him to call me and tell me, sis, you're not coming to the wedding, like really hurt me. And also I was like, why did you tell me at that point? Like, why not just go to the wedding? Like it was a full year. Like you had a full year to plan the wedding, get everything together why are you calling me and telling me I'm not coming to the wedding? So um, we had a big blowout and I I hung up the phone on him. I hang up the phone on people. I mean, if I'm arguing with you and I'm tired of it, I hang up the phone. Is that a bad thing? I don't know. I think it's a human reaction. I think we just need to learn how to distinguish between things. That was a reaction. Or you're but, just toxic, but continue. It's not toxic. And that's not the first time I hung up the phone on him. So once I hung up the phone on him this time, like we were done. We hadn't, well, he called me back again one time, like a week later. I didn't pick up the phone for him. Kind of just faded off, you know, did our own thing. And then once Corona hit, I was like, okay, wait, let me check on my ex bestie. Because like, you know, you start checking on people like, hey, is your family okay? Like I know he had elder family members and everything. So just checking. When I called him, he didn't pick up and he texted me and he was like, oh, you must be bored. And I was like, no, I just want to check on you. And he kind of just went down petty lane and was like, nope, don't talk to me, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. So I kind of just cut him off. We didn't have a big breakup, but we just stopped talking to each other. So I want to ask you the same question. Do you think that you could possibly be friends with this person again? I do think I could be friends with him again. Um... He did try to get me. <laughs> he did talk to the people in his life to get me invited to the wedding. Eventually, I was invited to the wedding. I still was not happy with the fact that 
it was told to him I was not coming to the wedding and he went with it and then he came and told me. So it was, that was really disrespectful to me. And until he can like understand if me and him can have a conversation about it, because I feel like he'd be open to have a conversation, but unless we can have like a conversation, he actually acknowledges my feelings because he has a hard time acknowledging my feelings. I will definitely say that because I'm always in his eyes overreacting or just being a black girl or uh, what? Yeah, no, you, you. Um, oh, I actually do know. Never mind. You're right. You, you toned that down. Actually, you know, right? Have mm-hmm. I? Yeah, you did. So yeah, I, I feel like if we had a conversation and he could actually acknowledge my feelings and that I was hurt in that moment and not just overreacting then yes, I could see myself being friends with him. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, there were some other things that you brought up that I also resonated with, like the side best friend thing, actually. Um, I kind of forgot, but like, so Quantavius actually had a girlfriend this whole time that we were friends. And like I told you, we were very like codependent. Any any free time that I had would be probably spent on the, like either I would call him or he would call me, like mm-hmm. just literally like I wrote I found the diary entry one year from like 2016 I was like all right I have to limit my phone time with Quantavius to like no more than three hours a day that is absurd can you believe that I don't need like I would cry if I had to talk to any one of you guys for three hours a day every day I would literally cry (laughs) anyways write it down you're like okay so I literally was like that was one of my goals for the year I mean, (laughs) it's great. It's actually ridiculous. And then I remember, so we'd be in contact every day, obviously. Right. So then there would be random periods of time where no texts, no calls, nothing. And I'm like, hello, like what's going on? And then I would find out that he was just like at his girlfriend's house for like the weekend or something. And I'm like, you couldn't just say, Hey, I'm going to go to my girlfriend's house this weekend. Like, so then you don't have me calling. You look like an idiot. You can just simply say, but whenever it was like he was around his girlfriend, like he never wanted to like tell me that it was happening or whatever. It felt very like him trying to hide it. And I never, I'd never understood why. Like I was like, why would you, cause she knows about our relationship. So like, why don't I? Doesn't she, right? You would hope. Yeah. She does. She did. She did actually during our breakup, I actually ma- managed, I actually talked to this girl. <laughs> we won't get into that. But I actually talked to her and she was like, yeah, me and my friend actually had a bet that you guys would end up together. And I was like, um, that's a weird thing to bet that your boyfriend's going to do. <laughs> going to leave you? Could you just leave him or confront him? Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, but so, I mean, the side best, best friend thing is weird and, and interesting. I'm like, I just don't see why in theory, like if I have a boyfriend, my boyfriend needs to know exactly about my best friend. Like, I wouldn't feel uncomfortable answering the phone for my best friend in front of my boyfriend. We don't have to have a three-hour-long conversation. But it's like, hey, who this person's calling? They're not a threat. So, like, who cares? Yeah. My toxic... I mean, let me come up with a toxic male BFF. Toxic MBFF. Yeah. He would also do the same thing. Um, I would never talk to him when he was around his significant other at all. Like, literally, like, me and him... We'll be talking on the phone for two to three hours and like he would be pulling up somewhere to go meet her or she's about to go get in the car 
and he would just end the conversation with me immediately. And it was like all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. I was like, Shh, I don't think I don't. I mean, just judging based off the patterns that we had in college, she she couldn't have known that that was yeah. me for that for that long time. I don't even know if she knows we really still talked, you know. So it is strange it. that you still have to be hidden, especially like in a different state. Like, yeah, like for what? Like what are what exactly are you hiding? <laughs> like I don't understand what is being hidden here. Yeah. Um, so I definitely agree with that. It is weird. And I guess it also kind of ties back to maybe they feel guilty that they are attracted to their friend because probably they are in a relationship. I don't know. I don't know. Probably. Yeah, maybe maybe they didn't want to show that because unlike what I said, which is like I feel like I would answer the phone because that is not a threat. You're like this guy's not a threat to whoever I'm talking or dating. Maybe it wasn't that. Maybe they didn't feel that way. Where it's like, oh, my girlfriend would have every right to be mad at me for being on the phone with this girl that I like. <laughs> and I think it's weird also that, like, just that Quantavius was using you as an emotional crutch when he hated his girlfriend. So it seems like he wouldn't vent to her at all, you know, because... I'm I sure would- he did. I don't know what he did, right? Because what I heard and what she heard was very different. So I don't know. Um, I don't know what, what the story there was. That's none of my beeswax, but I don't know, man. Interesting times. We, cause a lot of girls aren't, some girls just don't even feel like guys and girls can be friends. Um, are you, have you been friends with guys your life? Was this your, a new friendship or a new thing or like, has being friends with men been like a common theme throughout your life? I feel like I'm, I've mostly like, not that I've mostly, I don't think I mostly have male friends. That's not true. But like, I don't think that there's been any point in my life where I haven't had a close male friend. Um, I feel like even just growing up, like my like family friends and my cousins, they were all boys and stuff like that. Um, in high school, my best friend was a boy in college. Well, we have Quantavius and also we have um Triple H, um, who was very toxic. <laughs> I should have talked, talked about very toxic Triple H, bro. Jesus Christ. Um similar story though, similar story, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, it wasn't it wasn't new at all, but yeah. I would say my my male friendships now. Slash the the I would say my my like male BFF now is very non toxic and very like actually a good person. <laughs> Not that Quantavius was inherently a bad person. I don't think. Um, I don't think. He, are you muted? About it. You're just thinking. Yeah, I don't think he's inherently a bad person. I just think that like you know some people just need to be a little bit more introspective. But like now, my my MBF now is just like super introspective, super like probably too introspective to be honest. And I don't think that that would ever like, I don't think not that he doesn't have ulterior motives. Cause I think in the same way that he's probably been like, he's, he's made comments to me that were like, Hey, like we should date. But that was like very early on. So I think he's like out of that stage now, uh, which is fine. Like as long as you don't act on it in a freaking weird way, we can be still cool. But yeah. 
All right. Anything else you want to add about toxic men? I, I mean, not toxic men. I'm not calling all men. Toxic male friendships. I think we covered. It. I do have a last comment, which is, you know, um, I don't want to put necessarily too much too much of the onus on the individual, right? Because it's a systemic problem with patriarchy, Yes. right? So like men are toxic. Men use women as emotional crutches and things like that because they don't feel comfortable doing that to their male friends. There's a reason why they don't feel comfortable doing that because it's quote unquote gay to show emotions, especially to other men. Um, which is actually interesting culturally because, like, I, obviously, you know, I've been watching Love Island. Uh-huh. And I find the relationships between the guys in the UK so cute because they're just, like, so, like, emotionally attached to each other. So supportive. Like-, like, they literally, like, leave the house and they're, like, in love with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the relationships that I literally follow. They're, like, all oh, they're, like, cuddling. They're hugging. They, like, kiss each other. Not on the mouth all the time, but, like, sometimes they do. Or, like, they grab each other's faces and, like, kiss them on the forehead. And it's just, like, beautiful. And they, like, express the way they feel. They're like, yo, like, you're, I'm really close to you. Like, I love you. Like, you know, you're my best mate. And I feel like in America, like, people just don't do that. Yes, that is very um, true. I think the first time my mom saw Love Island, she was so confused. She was like... <laughs> why why are they I was like they're fine like they're not gay like they're not gay gay. yeah I was like sis that's not gay that's just that's just them she's like why are they wearing those little shorts around each other I was like see that's that's not gay but I mean it very much like that is an American that's American culture like I even was against emotions up until same same. I thought it was. I thought it was whack to be vulnerable. I was like, "Ew, that's soft." I'm like, "I'm a girl." <laughs> I must have forgot. I think I did for a, a couple of years. I definitely forgot I was a girl. I would call myself. Yeah, I would. I was yeah. one of those. Like I only had guy friends. Same. Like, especially middle school. I was rolling with the big dogs. Yeah. I was probably going through puberty and thinking different things about me, but I was definitely like, I'm one of the homeboys. Mm-hmm. Yep. Agreed. Not a sad girl, but <laughs> just the end, it was that's stupid. Like, who wants to talk about emotions? But I yeah. love talking about emotions now. I'm so comfortable talking about my emotions now. Yeah. It, I, it took a while, um, but we're here. We're here, and I guess, like... Well, actually, like, I'm going to take that back when you said, like, I, I feel like I'm com- I'm definitely more comfortable talking about em- my emotions, but I still do notice that when I when I want to talk about my emotions or, like, if I'm feeling sad, the people, the person that I'm probably going to go to is actually a guy. Yeah. And not my girlfriends, because I'm just like, eh, they're less invested. I don't know why. I don't know. That's just, like, a thought. Less invested? I don't know. I think that's just like a subconscious thought about this off recording. We can talk about this offline. Obviously, we're going to have some relationship problems right now. <laughs> yeah, we definitely have some relationship problems we need to discuss. Tune in for our next episode where we talk about why Tay doesn't feel comfortable talking about being sad with me. <laughs> All right, guys. Like, honestly, it was great talking to everyone. Like, if any of my toxic male friends are listening... Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to tell y'all. Fuck. Yeah.
All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, guys. Remember, go share this episode with your friends. Post it to your story. Go to my Instagram. You know there's a picture. I'll put it on at BigQuiQui and at QT with a pod. So it'll be on both so that if you don't follow me on one platform, you can find me on the other and you can just leave a comment. I'm going to ask you, have you ever had a toxic male friend before? What did you do? How would you define a toxic male friendship? Any of those things. Thank you so much. Last word. Wait, 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 wait. You guys don't even follow me. That's crazy. Like, So sorry. This is exploitative. Where can they find you and follow you? All right, guys. So firstly, you can follow me on IG at at Tay Deadass. Now, don't ask me why that's my name. It's a long story. Second, you can follow me on TikTok because TikTok is being a hater because they're racist. Um, so I need more followers to balance out the racism in their algorithm. Um, so you can follow me on TikTok at T Deadass. And don't follow me on Twitter. Thanks. That's private. <laughs> I'll definitely put all that in the show notes and I'll put her Twitter there for you guys too. Thank you. Bye, Bye guys.